Hello and welcome to another episode of the Theo Keeps Talking podcast, where you may laugh or you may learn, available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. My name is Theo, and the most, the most important question of the day, how are you all doing? Last week was part three of my little work story series that I'm doing on the podcast. I talked about working for several months at Walnut Street Cafe, Sunset Social, and The Post in Philadelphia as their accountant. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good memories, so check that out when you get a chance. Today's a fun one. I'm talking about my time as a driver for DoorDash and Uber Eats over the past few months, and man, has it been the experience. In some real-world news, it snowed a pretty considerable amount since the last time we talked. I saw that certain parts of the Midwest and even the Northeast got bombed with the snow. I saw parts of New Jersey got like 30 inches of snow, which is absurd. It wasn't too bad here, like four or five inches by my house, but the ice lasted a while. Also, happy Black History Month. Uh, I'm not doing anything too special to celebrate because I celebrate Black History as much as I can on a a day-to-day basis, but nonetheless, happy Black History Month. (laughs) I also believe wholeheartedly that we should change Black History Month to June. I mean, I don't like being cold. I can't imagine a lot of people like being cold, and the cookouts would be on an elite level. And And just imagine the level of disposable income spent that entire month It's like a beautiful hurricane around Juneteenth, and the world would be better with that being the case. But that's just me. I treat Juneteenth like my 4th of July anyway, so I'm just thinking it would be a solid proposal, you know? Like, if you were president for a day, Theo, this would be be on the list. (laughs) So for the recommendations section... I started watching Bridgerton. Uh, So far, so good. We'll report back with further opinions later. But I did see it's like the most watched show in Netflix history or something like that, which is crazy because I think it came out during Christmas. So in a pretty short amount of time, it's blown up. So I'll, I'll report back as soon as I can. Got a few songs. These are, I, I I really have to figure out how to break these up more or just start listening to mu- new music because I listen to the same like 20 songs every month or something like that. But um, got Over Here. So the song is Over Here. I'm not Got Over Here. Over Here by Party Next Door featuring Drake. Caught Up by Maja Jordan featuring Khalid. The Way by Kehlani featuring Chance the Rapper. And Love Yours by J. Cole. Today, we are talking about Theo, the delivery driver. 
let's set up the background. I stopped working for my part-time job in Philly like June, July 2020, and the expenses were adding up. <laughs> like I wasn't like broke broke at the time, but my lease didn't end for my apartment in Philly until August 15th, and I wasn't even living there. <laughs> I was I was being nice to my roommates at the time and still paying my share of utilities just because I'm a pushover. Uh, <laughs> because in hindsight, I should have just let them survive on their own, right? Like my roommates are cool and everything, but I set up the Wi-Fi and utilities accounts under my name and I effectively moved out of that apartment on March 17th, 2020. So I was paying my share of the rent, my share of the Wi-Fi and my share of the utilities for a place I didn't live in from April to August. So Hey, uh, sounds like a pretty benevolent guy to me. I don't know, but <laughs> so here I was, fresh college grad. My real job start date got pushed back from October 2020 to January 2021. So I had to figure out how to at least slow down the rate of cash expenditures while still being COVID safe. For those who may not know, I live with my mother, my father, and my 80-year-old grandmother, so I have done practically the practically nothing the average person has done to this point in time since March of last year, but I did need money. So I racked my brain. How do I get a job that uses what I'm good at to some extent that won't put me at too much risk? will still allow me to study for the CPA exam, but still pays me at least a decent amount of money. And then the idea came, Theo, you drove a lot on a day-to-day -day or weekend-to-weekend -weekend basis when you were in school. You're pretty solid at driving. Why not do DoorDash? So I looked into it. I saw they were doing a promotion where if you do like a minimum amount of deliveries over the first several weeks, they will guarantee that you make at least $600, I believe it was. So off to the roads I was. My first day of doing DoorDash was on August 31st. I drove primarily during the day so I could study and see wifey at night. Um, I had a pretty solid setup going. I have this tray, it's like a wooden tray, I'd put in my car and put all the orders I'd pick up on it, then when I would deliver the food to the customer, I would literally, like if they said, hey, hand it to me, I'd take the tray out of my car with the food on it, and just hold the tray by the handles and have them take the food off of it, so we didn't have to like touch or anything like that. Um, mask on all times, all times, um, and my interactions were pretty brief on average, so my exposure risk was relatively low for a majority of my orders. Uh, my first few orders seemed to go rather well. I spent a lot of time in the very beginning driving around Baltimore City, namely the Johns Hopkins University area and the Mondawmin Mall area. Uh, I was grinding, but then a new opportunity presented itself. My mom's friend did Uber Eats, 
and she referred me as a part of a promotion, if I did 150 deliveries in like a first couple weeks or months or something like that, she would get $600 and Uber Eats would guarantee that I made at least $1,200. DoorDash was cool, but hey, I, I decided to try it out and do this promotion and help out a friend, you know, all that. So then my first day of Uber Eats was on September 10th, so a few weeks later. Now, to give you the full breakdown on how everything worked. Let's talk about how you sign up. In general, because I do believe that if you have a car and are at least like a 7 out of 10 driver or just not from the states of New York or New Jersey, it's a good idea. It's a safe idea. You know, it's a good enough side hustle unless you're from those states. Um, <laughs> so to sign up, you need a car, obviously. Um, and let me let me back up. If you're confused as to why I said states from New York and New Jersey, it's because those people don't know how to drive. That's just how it is. People from New York and New Jersey do not know how to drive. You could be from New York or New Jersey and be a good driver, but I'm saying the average driver around you is terrible. So I don't think it's a safe side hustle. You're putting yourself in danger. All right. So, <laughs> um, so to sign up, you need a car. Obviously, you very you need to verify your VIN number and your registration and all that. You need to verify your car insurance. Also, they do a background check on you, and then you're off to the races. I will say that Uber Eats required more documentation and had a longer process than DoorDash, if I remember correctly. I could drive for DoorDash the same day I signed up, but Uber Eats was like a few days later. Let's talk about how you got orders, how you get orders, how do you get to the money, where the money reside. Now, this varied between the apps, but the concepts are relatively similar. So on DoorDash, the areas around you are divided into zones that are rectangular shaped on your phone. The zones are relatively large in area. They kind of board they kind of like encompass like major cities or major, you know, population dense areas and stuff like that. And the zones on your phone, they come in four colors at a time. Clear slash empty, which means there are literally no orders in that entire zone. Light red, which means that there are some orders in the area, but not that many to keep you consistently busy. Red, which means the area is busy at the present moment. The block itself will also literally say busy on it. And dark red, which means you'll find an order almost guaranteed the entire time you're working there. The order comes across your phone. It tells you how much you're expected to receive from the order, including tip, how long it's supposed to take you to complete the order and where to go to pick it up. It also shows up on the mini map where the store is located relative to you to let you know if you need to turn around. Uber Eats is a little different. Oh, God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. 
Uber Eats just slapped me in the face. So <laughs> Uber Eats is a little different. Uh, Uber Eats uses a heat map to show you where the highest density of orders is and you drive to that area. The day and night interfaces of the app have different colors where the orders during the day, they go from white to some for some orders and dark orange in terms of order concentration. So dark orange means, yeah, if you get anywhere near there, you're going to get an order. The night interface goes from white to dark blue in terms of order concentration. The order comes across on your phone. It tells you how much you're expected to receive, including the expected tip, how long it's expected to take, where to go to pick it up, how many orders are involved, and where the customer lives. I like the Uber Eats order field, the order box way better because I can see where the person's house is before I accept it. And I can choose any route and how long I want to drive based on that. One of the main perks of Uber Eats compared to DoorDash is how, to my knowledge, you don't get penalized for declined orders. Uh, listen, like I understand fulfilling people's orders is important to the job and everyone's order matters, right? But doing deliveries is not an unlimited pool of money if you just take low value orders. I'll get more into the math in a second, but when I see an order that isn't monetarily efficient or I just don't like that that store to go to on Uber Eats, I can just hit decline and the world is fine from my perspective. But on DoorDash, they're like, hey, just know if you decline this order, your order percentage drops to this. And you also have to pick from this list of reasons why you decline this order. Oh, and by the way, you hate the customer you just declined. You must not like money, you selfish loser. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like damn like sh sheesh you know what i'm saying like i just don't want to do it you know what i'm saying like i i'm not picking up from that popeyes where none of the employees wear masks masks over their noses or at all for me to only get like three dollars and drive for like 30 minutes in the rain to deliver it like i don't want to do that <laughs> and they're just on me it's so mean right so let me get into the math of how the drivers get paid. And realistically, you should approach literally everything in life like this when it comes to money and expenses and everything, right? So when I get an order, I basically determine how worth it it is based on the following things. Price, distance, store quality, and time of day. The price distance graph is or measurement, whatever, is always very, very important. I basically think to myself, I need to make about $15 an hour during lunch and around $20 to $25 an hour during dinner. That's ideally where I want to be. So if I see an order that's like $5 for 15 minutes worth of driving at lunch, that's solid. I like that, right? Especially considering the order time is always an underestimate, right? They're basically saying, hey, you are 10 minutes away from this restaurant at the present moment. 
the restaurant is 10 minutes away from their house. So it should take you 20 minutes, <laughs> which is absolutely not how this works. It'll take me 10 minutes to get there, sure, but unless they have a to-go shelf, you have to either wait in line at the drive-thru or go out to the cashier, tell them that you're there, and then you wait, and then it takes X amount of minutes plus the extra time it takes to get to their house to fulfill that order. One, one thing that the companies do to make you want to drive is promotions. DoorDash will have scheduled promotions in certain zones designated at the beginning of the week. So like Monday at noon, they tell you from like Monday through Friday, like, hey, this zone will have uh, like one extra dollar per delivery from like five to nine or something like that. And they'll usually run from like 11 to two, which is lunch or five to nine, which is like dinner. In addition, they'll do promotions where if you do four deliveries in like three hours or like six deliveries in uh, four hours, they'll add like four, five, six dollars to your end of day pay. They also do the same thing for Uber Eats. It doesn't happen all the time, but those are the most worth it times to drive. You're maximizing your ability to make money just by doing deliveries anyways. Like if you're going to give me four more dollars to do four deliveries in two and a half or three hours why would i not why would i not work then if like why would i choose to work at a regular time where you're not going to give me extra just to work you know quite literally quite literally if i i'll open the apps and i'll look to see if there are any promotions and if there aren't any and, and like my pockets are fine, like I'm doing fine for myself, I probably won't even go out. <laughs> I only choose to work during dinner these days. And if on weekends, if I see that there aren't promotions, I literally just decide not to go. <laughs> like I, it's cold. It's icy. I'm not built for this weather unless there's like a little extra sum sum on top for, you know, my wallet. You know what I'm saying? So now a breakdown of the orders I've gotten and the things to look for. When I started, as I mentioned with DoorDash, I was closer to Baltimore City than not because that's where the money reside. Uh, but as soon as I found out, I hate delivering in Baltimore City. <laughs> During the summer, people were still inside to a pretty good extent. But nowadays, people are driving all over the place again. So there's more traffic and all that. There's literally no fun at all trying to drop someone's food off on a one-way street with no parking. <laughs> there's no fun trying to pick up someone's food from a restaurant where there's no parking or you just got to throw your hazards on and hope everything goes okay. <laughs> like especially, especially with how DoorDash works. And let me get into that. On DoorDash... The zones are fixed. So, so, but so are your dashes. They're called dashes when you like turn on the app, right? So let's just say you start your dash in one zone, in one box on your phone, right? But someone lives in a different zone. You have to go back to the zone you started in to receive orders again, right? So if I'm in Baltimore County and I have to deliver to someone who lives in Howard County. I can't do a delivery again until I drive back to Baltimore County to get orders again, right? 
And sometimes this is a good thing, but it can be annoying because sometimes you're pretty far away from that original zone you started in and you have to go back, right? It's a good thing if you aren't too familiar or comfortable driving in a different zone, but to realistically maximize your drive time, the best idea would be you, you are in zone one, you pick up the order, you drive to zone two, you deliver it, and then you cancel your zone one dash and then start another one in zone two. That would be the best thing, right? And you have to do that basically every single time you you leave your zone. So it's annoying. It's, it's, it happens pretty often where someone's order takes you out of the zone you picked it up from. So now you're starting over in another one, basically. It doesn't necessarily affect how you get paid. It just It's just extra work to, like, literally cancel, then drive, or not cancel, then drive back. It's just a lot sometimes, right? And the timing of all of this matters a lot because during the lunch period, you're probably only getting like two hours of peak profitability because it's rare for someone to order delivery for their lunch at like 1.30, right? I know the, the things are like from like 11 to 2, but realistically, it's like 11 to 1 most times, right? I should Also, I should mention how much you get paid. Um, how much you get paid is based on order size, price of the items that the customer orders, distance between the restaurant and the customer, and how much they tip to you. So generally, the smaller the order and smaller the di- and shorter the distance, the less you'll get paid. Especially since if you order locally, usually that comes with no delivery fee, which means we get paid less, which means people like me don't want to pick it up. <laughs> like you'll be like well i ordered this thing why is it and like the restaurant's only like five six seven minutes away why does it take me so long usually because someone doesn't want to do it (laughs) like if you're only going to pay us the minimum and i'm trying to maximize my profits here why would i do that you know what i'm saying like sometimes it's just not worth it right like i do all the orders possible if someone was reimbursing me for gas in the moment but since the gas expense doesn't have any net benefit to my wallet until my I file my taxes, which is only once a year, I might as well be as efficient as humanly possible with every single order, right? Uber Eats is different. Like I mentioned, there are heat maps instead of fixed zones. So you can actually continuously string orders together without having to stop your drive. This does lead to some situations where where drivers could be uncomfortable with because you could end up on the opposite side of town when you never meant to get there. And now you're driving in unfamiliar territory or you're driving pretty far back to your house than where you ideally would would like to, right? Personally, I prefer Uber Eats in this aspect too because I know my area pretty well. So I can just decline the ones I want I know all the major highways and know most of the back roads, so it's easy to gauge how far I'm going to end up by just looking at the order come across on my phone, right? One thing I will say, right, is that Uber Eats, the Uber Eats GPS is absolute garbage, right? Like garbage, trash, basura, all that. It is terrible, right? And they... They allow you to use Waze if you want to, 
but the Uber driver app will always have GPS services on. So you'd be running two apps with location services on at the same time. So your battery just evaporates. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've plugged my phone in. And when I'm done driving for that day or that section of the day, my battery will be like 20% less just because your phone is constantly sharing its location with like the restaurant and the customer and all that, right? It is crazy, but oh my goodness, that Uber Eats GPS is terrible. Like luckily after a lot of trips, I like in my area, I know generally a lot of the locations of people's houses should be and all that. So I know where to turn in advance, but how many, but how many times when you're leaving the restaurant, the GPS will tell you to make the opposite turn than you should have, right? Like there are so many times where my phone is like in 90 feet, turn right. And I'm like, no, that, that doesn't make any sense. So I'll go left. And the GPS will be like, oh, <laughs> looks like you were right. Smile. And I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> like, why are you so wrong all the time? Especially especially when you're close to someone's house. Oh, God. The app will put a pin on your phone on where they think their house is. And it'll be like 20 doors wrong. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and for the love of everything pure and holy please if you can hear me now and you like ordering food and will someday own a house or already do please please make sure i can see your house number at night please these gps's at are horrendous at figuring out which house number is which so i'm out here squinting at your dark ass front doors and mailboxes just hoping that i'm right then it's like a 50-50 by the time I get out of my car and walk up within 15 feet of your door. that I need to go like two houses to the right. You know, it's just so frustrating. Ugh. <laughs> oh, and another thing. Something that Uber Eats and DoorDash both do in common, which is really weird. They won't pick the closest restaurant to your house sometimes. Like, there's been a number of times where... Like someone orders from like McDonald's or something like that. And the McDonald's that I pick up from isn't the closest McDonald's to their house. And I'm like, why? Like there will be like one McDonald's that's within like 10 minutes of their house. And there's another one that's like seven and a half. And it'll pick the one that's 10. And I'm like, why? Why, did, why like this? Why would it take you? Why does it code that McDonald's to your zone when there's a closer one? It's just weird. It's really weird. Um, let's talk about which restaurants are the best and worst to pick up from just on an average basis. This isn't scientific or anything, but just from my experience, just so you know, the best ones starting from the top, the best ones, Starbucks is like undefeated. Usually they have a shelf where you just pick up the drinks. The bags are like stapled shut. So you don't have to worry about spilling anything. And I can't touch your food. So you don't have to worry about like anything like that. Like I just get the bag and that's it, you know. Uh, another one, Kava. I think I mean I'm assuming you pronounce it Kava. It's like it's kind of like Mediterranean Chipotle, and they put all the orders on the shelf and you just pick it up and go. It's really nice. 
Um, all all the next ones I'm gonna name, it's like the same thing. They just put it on a shelf. You walk up to it, you pick it up, you turn around, you're done. Um, Chipotle, Shake Shack, Bonchon, and Noodles and Company. All of those are like they have a shelf, and you just pick it up and you just go. It's really nice. Um, there's some good ones. So good usually means like they have a long line most times or like there's a few times I have to wait like a couple seconds for them to hand it to me, but it's not too long. Um, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. The only problem with Chick-fil-A is that it's just, they're just so popular. Like it's always busy no matter what. So sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but I mean, they are as efficient as you could ever imagine in there. Um, Cadoba, Dunkin', Panera, Outback, Bonefish Grilled, all of those are like, they're pretty solid. They're pretty solid. You don't have to wait for too long for the most part. Um, the It varies categories. So it could either be I'm out in two seconds or I'm out in 10 minutes. So there's like a range, right? So McDonald's, um, Fridays, like TGI Fridays, Wingstop, um, Red Robin, oh Lord, <laughs> Red Robin in Columbia, Maryland is bussing all the time. It is crazy. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings, same thing. Sometimes it's instantaneous and sometimes it's two years, you know, you never know. Um, then the worst, these are, it just, just, uh, and of course you only know these from experience. So you're just suffering, right? Uh, Popeyes, as I mentioned earlier, who there's some, the thing about Popeyes that's bad and it, and it blows my mind why they do this. The Popeyes will not begin to fulfill your order until you show up. Like, it's so strange. If like, let's just say you put an order in on most of these places. By the time I show up, I pick it up. It is done. Right. But for Popeyes, for some reason, I'll show up. I'll tell them who I'm picking it up for, and then they will proceed to make it. So it's like your order is not ready when I show up like it is for most other places. And it's just so weird. I hop. Oh, Lord. It's almost like the same thing. Like I I've always waited for a really long time at I hop no matter what. Um, so these places, I usually just like when I see them pop up, even if they say like $50, they will pay you. We'll, we'll pay off your student loans if you come here. I'm like, no, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> Wendy's is terrible. Uh, IHOP is terrible. And then on DoorDash, you can do this thing. There's like this thing you can opt into, which I thought was a good idea when I was young, naive, and stupid. Um, <laughs> but um, now it's just a terrible idea. You can go grocery shopping for people. So like a while ago, like it's like, like the beginning of me doing this. There was an order for me to go to like Rite Aid and get the stuff for people, right? And I was like, this is awful. Like, it's basically, I mean, I don't know if that's how Instacart works, but it is horrible. Like, it's so bad because I walked into the Rite Aid and that was the day they were like, like restocking everything. So they weren't done restocking all the shelves. So all the stuff they were asking for wasn't out yet. So it was just, uh, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. Um, like you can do a DoorDash order for Walmart. You can do a DoorDash order for 7-Eleven. You can do a DoorDash order for Wegmans. And it's just too much. It, it's just too much. Like, just don't do those. <laughs> don't do it. All right. Um, 
Those are bad. So Popeyes, IHOP, Wendy's, and any grocery slash convenience store that isn't Wawa are just like nightmares. And these are obviously like on a franchise basis because I'm assuming most people who listen to this that I'm talking to aren't from where I'm from. Uh, so like, I don't want to like get too specific about like individual restaurants that are good or bad because you probably haven't heard of them, but yeah, that's the list. I got a quick little demographic breakdown. So from my experiences, I've done a lot of deliveries, like a, a lot of them. Um, 65% of all deliveries go to apartment complexes. That's what I found. And to me, this makes a lot of sense because if you live in an apartment complex, you probably have limited parking. So you don't want to like give up your parking spot to go get your food and then like come back and you can't park there or like someone took your parking spot. So like I completely, I completely get it. Right. So like 65% is like apartment complexes. 99.4%. I don't know why I did it like this, because I think the total number is actually like seven of what I'm saying. So 99.4% of all people don't wear masks when they pick up the food from me. So if they say like meet at door or something like that, so usually it's either it's like leave at door and ring doorbell. So like I take a picture of the order and send it to them. Or they it's like meet at door. So I come they come to me and take it from me um literally let like seven people out of all the deliveries i've done from august to right now the number of people who have worn a mask when they pick up the food from me is seven and it's just so jarring right and the reason why i know it's seven like how i know it so specifically is because the first person to wear a mask when they picked up the food from me was on my 50th delivery like delivery number 50 was the first person who picked up the food from me wearing a mask and i was like so shocked i was like you know you're the first person to wear a mask when you pick up the food from me it was crazy i was shocked i was like what no way someone cares it's crazy um but yeah so many people just don't wear masks at all it's so weird it's so weird um Got some funny stories, because uh, that's the best part, right? I have, I have funny stories, right? So, first one. There's this company. It's called Wow Bao, right? I want it so badly. Wow Bao is based in Chicago, so and I've never been to Chicago before. So, Wow Bao, what they do is, from my perspective, they will outsource their menu items and restaurant items to third-party restaurants and stuff like that. And the restaurant will make their make that food for Wow Bao, and they'll like split the profits between them, Uber Eats, the third party restaurant, and me, right? Because I'm not in Chicago, right? So one day I was in, I was around the airport, like the BWI airport, doing a delivery. And I saw like wow bow pop up. And the first reaction I had was like, what? There's one here? No way. But then I realized like it it was like sending me to like a Ruby Tuesday or something like that. And I was like, oh, Ruby Tuesday probably makes it. And then on DoorDash, you like blah, 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 right? That Ruby Tuesday had no idea what was going on. 
Like, <laughs> it took him like 25 minutes to fulfill that order uh, after I showed up. And they didn't even fulfill it correctly. Like, I, it took so long because this was at like 8.40. And most restaurants closed at like 9 or 10. And this order was worth a lot of money. Like, it was like, I saw the dollar signs. I was like, oh, let's go. And it was like, the order was like right by my house. So I was like, okay, this is worth it. This is near the end of the day. It's going to take me back to my house area. And it's worth a lot of money. They completely butchered it. Like that Ruby Tuesday just oh absolutely soiled themselves. Just trying just trying to get it right. It was so bad. Like they I and like the thing about it is that you aren't necessarily supposed to check the person's food. Like you're supposed to make sure everything's there, but like you're not supposed to open the food items themselves. So I couldn't verify if the order was right when they handed it to me. So I drove all the way to the person's apartment and dropped it off and they called me. They're like, uh I don't I don't think this is what we ordered. These are like some ribs. I'm like, what? Like they ordered some like dumplings or something like that. They're like, uh, excuse me, these are some these are some ribs. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. Um, let's talk about the Fridays. The Fridays I used to hate. That's why I put it in the it varies category. So there was this Fridays on. I might as well just completely expose myself. There's this Fridays in like Owings Mills the Owings Mills area by my house and <laughs> bef- like it was so bad there was one time where I had to pick up an order that had drinks and those are the for some reason an order having drinks makes the order take about 10% longer to fulfill for some reason this Friday's took 35 minutes to fulfill this order all I needed was a pink lemonade I was so vexed, but like, I was just like, oh, the, the, the money's so worth it. But I was just like, oh my God, why a pink lemonade? All I needed was a pink lemonade cup, like a, like a medium 16 ounce order of it and a pink lemonade, like jug, like a half gallon. And it took 35 minutes. I'm like, I am not having a good time. Like this, like, are you winning son? No, I am not winning. (laughs) So bad. Um, which one? Which other one? Oh, same Fridays. So basically, like, there's a pretty, I don't know what the percentage math is, but there's there's a pretty strong correlation between um, expected price, like MSRP, so like how much the food costs at retail or whatever you would call it, and how much you get paid, right? There's a pretty strong correlation sometimes. This person ordered $101 subtotal of food off of from Fridays, right? Um, Like just, it was a lot, it was a lot of food. It was the most amount of food I've ever picked up before. And I got paid $7 and I was just so mad because it was because the guy didn't tip me. Let me tell you what this guy was, who this guy was. This guy, I mean, this I'm not here to pocket watch anybody. That's rude. But I'm just going to put this out there. This guy was a rapper. So I was delivering to this rapper who was wearing this chain. Fake or not, you could see it from the other side of the highway. It was so twinkly. I don't know. It was, I don't know what the term is. But, like, it was just so bright and so glistening that I'm handing this dude, like, three fully stacked bags of Fridays. The subtotal on the receipt said $101, and I got paid $7 because he didn't tip me. 
and this was a rapper. Like, he had this whole chain on. He was having, like, some release party for his album because he had, like, 10 people outside with him trying to help me pick this up to his apartment. Anyway. 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 It's okay, Theo. But I'm just like, what are you doing? How do you not tip me? Hundred and that's the most amount of food I've ever, 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 ever picked up. Seven dollars. And I'm like, I should slap you. I should. I should. I should slap you. But no. <sighs> so ridiculous. Anyway. There's one time. <laughs> I had to pick up an order that took me as far away from where I was as I as you probably could like literally do on the app, right? So I was in Owings Mills area this order took me to finksburg which is deep right and i mean deep and it would had just snowed too so i was driving forever eventually i'm in the middle of nowhere and this is like terrifying me middle of nowhere at night icy all that to where like i like the gps can't was struggling to figure out where their house was and i already told you the gps was garbage so i turned on ways and even ways really couldn't find it and i was like oh this is the end like <laughs> it's me it's over you know what i'm saying like i've i don't know how i'm getting out of here i don't know where to go because the last thing you want is for a country road like a out in the middle of nowhere road to turn one way and there's this huge truck following me and it's going way faster than me like i'm like 30 miles an hour trying to figure it out this truck's going at least 50 behind me and I can just see it. Now I just was like, I saw where the house was going to be. It was like on a hill, but like their mailbox was like kind of tucked inside. So you had to make, you had to basically preemptively know you were about to make that left, but that truck was going so fast behind me. <laughs> I just passed it. I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to get hit right now. So I passed it and like looped around or something like that. Oh my goodness. It was horrifying. Because, like, I finally came back up. Like, it's, this is a one-way street. So, I'm driving, or, like, not really one-way because it's, like, the middle of nowhere. So, there aren't any rules. But the streets, the road is so narrow, it couldn't fit two golf carts next to each other. Like, so, if another car was coming on the other side, it would just be the end of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that truck was coming, if I was coming the other way, it'd be over. Like, no podcast nothing you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was horrifying they they but hey they tipped a lot so i'm cool with that right um you see some really nice houses doing <laughs> doing deliveries like um one day i did an order from bonefish grill outback same they're owned by the same company they're actually like attached to each other and it was on like Green Spring Valley Road and it was like off Green Spring Valley Road by my house and I delivered to like this house and it was so nice like it just it was undescribably nice like it had so much going on I didn't rent I don't even know what to describe about it other than you just had to see it and I like finally show up and like clearly like apparently I'm late but I can't on the Uber eats interfaces a driver you can't see when the expected delivery time is you can see it on doordash but you can't see it on uber eats and i was like am i late i can't tell so i like so i pull up to this person's house and i call him i'm like hey is this it they're like yeah this is it i'm like oh this house is nice 
oh, this is nice, nice. They had like a range, uh, two Beamer SUVs. I'm like, oh my goodness. She opens the door. It's like an old, this is like a older woman. I mean, not, I mean, like, uh, how do I describe it? She's like in her 40s, right? She opens this door, full Balenciaga tracksuit and everything. This chow chow comes sprinting out, out the house. Or like and like starts like circling me. I'm like, oh my goodness! If this wasn't a pandemic, I would just play with your dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, this dog like it has the deepest bark I've ever heard, but it's also so fluffy that I'm like, you couldn't intimidate me if you wanted to. You're so cute. You know what I'm saying? It was so 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 cute. I loved it, but uh, <laughs> it's just such a time. But um, if if I had to conclude any one way, anything one way or another, it is that. I like Uber Eats better as a driver, but using the apps, like me as an orderer, I like DoorDash better. Um, I don't know why. I just think, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just like the, the interface on Uber's app as a driver better, but I like the interface on DoorDash's app as an orderer better. I don't know if that's just a picky thing or whatever the case may be, but those are my preferences. And that... Ladies and gentlemen, and however you may identify, shall do it. Thank you for tuning in. Those are all of my work stories up to this point. Um, this was fun. This was fun. And in the next few series of episodes, you'll never believe what happens next. I will be bringing on guests. Yes. Finally, I'm going to have some guests. So it won't be Theo keeps talking. It'll be Theo listens for the first time in his life. Thank you all for tuning in. Please safe. Wear a mask if you can. If you need to leave the house, wear a mask. Be safe. Protect your mental health. Get some rest. Stay hydrated. And I'll catch y'all next time.